From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Christy Chambor and Paul Douglas came onto Action Line yesterday to talk about the Douglas Dornan Foundation Fund as well as upcoming grants from the Juno Community Foundation. With Douglas Dornan's application period coming to a close on June 1st, Chambor talked on upcoming events with the Juno Community Foundation. I'll kind of give you a recap of where we are in our granting and scholarship season, actually. So we, we just wrapped up scholarships. Um, JD hosted their scholarship awards back on May 15th, and TM's um, will be tomorrow. So that is one other facet of our work here. Um, we have four scholarships that we help to administer. And again, there's information about each of them on our grants and, under our grants and scholarship tab on our website. Um, but as that's coming to a close, and as we're getting closer to Douglas Dornan coming to a close, that is when um, typically we open up the individual artist grants that we offer. Chamor also talked on JCF's Feeding Juno Kids, which seeks to help ensure kids don't have to worry about food and could instead focus on being kids. At the end of last year, um, community partners had let Amy Skilbread, our executive director, know that there were um, a couple of holes in the food programs that were being offered through the Juno School District. I don't think it's a secret that like our food banks are working at capacity right now. There's been a lot of strain um, in terms of food security in Juno of late. Um, so when she heard this, she had reached out to um, the Benito and Francis C. Gaguin Foundation, and they gave us a $100,000 challenge grant. And we managed with that challenge grant to raise $216,000, which is pretty phenomenal. And that money has been going towards food programs in the Juno School District. You can listen to the full program on our website, KINYradio.com. A section of Alaska's newly passed state budget could turn to a windfall for state residents. Called a, quote, waterfall provision by legislators, it calls for a payment of up to $500 for eligible residents in 2024 on top of the year's permanent fund dividend. Inserted by members of the Senate Finance Committee and modified at the request of legislators in the State House, Section 79 of the budget says that the state earns more revenue than expected between July 1st of this year and June 30th of 2024. Some of that money will be used for a one-time energy relief payment as part of the permanent fund dividend. Under estimates provided to the legislators last week, the state budget balances if North Slope crude oil averages $73 per barrel, as predicted by the Alaska Department of Revenue this spring. If oil reaches an average of $83 per barrel, half of the bonus proceeds will spill over into the state's constitutional budget reserve, its primary savings account. The other half would pay for the $500 additional to the dividend. The addition could be incrementally funded, too. At $78 per barrel, the 2024 dividend would be about $250 higher. Connor Bell, an analyst with the Legislative Finance Division, said those thresholds come with some caveats. The division provides nonpartisan budget work for the legislature. There's, quote, all kinds of uncertainty with oil revenue projections, Bell said. Those projections are based on certain assumptions about oil production, not just prices, and things like lease expenditures, which can be deducted from taxes. Ultimately, whether there's a waterfall is based on the actual revenue collected, Bell said. Coach Theros of the Juno Huskies came on to Capitol Chat ahead of the upcoming alumni game this Friday. He talked on where the idea came from. 
Well, you know, we uh, we did one back in 2019, and uh, we got the idea from a, a, a program in Texas that had put one on to uh, honor one of their uh, players that was no longer with the program. And uh, we, we did the uh, same type of deal. We thought, you know, we kind of need to do this in the community, and it was a huge success. Uh, we had uh, two teams full of former Juno players, and, uh, you know, they had alumni dance team and cheer squad, and just became a whole kind of community event. And NFL Films even got word about it and came up and did a, a little documentary on the game and everything. Coming up next on News of the North, yesterday afternoon the MV Hubbard received its certification of inspection from the U.S. Coast Guard, marking a significant achievement for the vessel and her crew. Alaska's push to become a bigger player in the clean energy market is in the spotlight this week at a conference convened by Governor Mike Dunleavy. And lots of Americans will be hitting the road this upcoming weekend for Memorial Day. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Yesterday afternoon, the MV Hubbard received its certification of inspection from the U.S. Coast Guard, marking a significant achievement for the vessel and her crew. The certificate will allow the Hubbard to have its first operational year since being delivered in 2019. Gabriel Bayless, one of the masters for the Hubbard, spoke with News of the North on how he felt ahead of its maiden voyage. Well, it's going to be a learning experience in a lot of ways with uh, passenger services, but I'm confident in the machinery and uh, the crew. We did a lot of sea trialing and did hard maneuvers in an attempt to test the equipment, and it proved satisfactory. And it's the it's the finest ship I've ever handled. It's very maneuverable. I'm confident that it'll perform well in adverse weather conditions. The Hubbard will operate in Lynn Canal six days a week this summer with sailings between Juneau, Haynes, and Skagway. Utilizing the Hubbard Inland Canal allows the Alaska Marine Highway System to leverage the MV Leconte, increasing service frequency for other communities in the northern panhandle. Bayless also expressed his excitement about the voyage. Yes, I'm very excited. It is a rare opportunity to be able to work as captain on an inaugural voyage of a ship, or maiden voyage of a ship. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, me personally, this is going to be a, a high point of my career. And of everyone that took part in the construction and the issuance of the certificate of inspection with the Coast Guard and everything getting ready, I think everyone at AMHS should be very proud that this ship is finally getting online after so many years. The vessel's name, the Hubbard, pays tribute to the awe-inspiring Hubbard Glacier, 35 miles north of Yakutat. In alignment with tradition, all Alaska Marine Highway System ferries are named after Alaska glaciers. The name Hubbard was selected through a statewide essay contest held in 2016, where Taylor Thompson, an Eagle River High School sophomore, emerged as the contest winner. The vessel left Juneau today with approximately 60 passengers and 21 vehicles. Alaska's push to become a bigger player in the clean energy market is in the spotlight this week at a conference convened by Governor Mike Dunleavy, even as the state continues to embrace new fossil fuel production. Governor Mike Dunleavy successfully pushed through the legislation, a bill he is expected to sign today that would allow the oil-reliant state to cash in on the sale of so-called carbon credits for, to companies looking to offset their carbon emissions. Projects could include credits for improving a forest's health through thinning or by allowing trees to grow bigger, thereby increasing a forest's potential to hold carbon. 
Lawmakers cast the bill as allowing Alaska to have the best of both worlds, continuing to permit oil, drilling, mining, and timber activities, while also stepping into the potentially lucrative market of sequestering carbon dioxide. But some watching Alaska's foray into the sector wonder if the program will gain traction, as Dunleavy and lawmakers have said the aim isn't restricting emissions, but generating a new revenue stream. You can read more about this on our website, KINYradio.com. And lots of Americans will be hitting the road this upcoming weekend for Memorial Day. This year, there's not a huge spike in gas prices being seen, says ABC's Alex Stone, looking over just-released government data. Memorial Day can often mean a jump in gas prices as there's more demand for fuel to drive and fly, but this year that's not being seen yet. The Energy Department shows gas prices have been stable for the past two weeks, regular unleaded, sitting at three fifty-three a gallon. And in fact, in some places, gas prices are still going. The Gulf Coast region where the average price of regular unleaded is at three oh four a gallon. Alex Stone, EBC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.